Hi, and welcome to the podcast on the meaning of human existence. It's a simple podcast, just sharing the purpose of human existence, a profound view not invented by culture, philosophy, science, or religion. It will expand on the meaning of the human life, where I will share and invite guests on to talk about this marvelous topic. So if you ever considered for yourself or considered um, for your friends what is the purpose of human life but didn't know how to share it or curious for your own uh, well-being, then this is where we uh, share this purpose. So I just wanted to say uh, if you ever wanted to contact me, you can contact me by email h-u-g-h-w-o-l-h-a-p at gmail.com. Also, uh, just reminding that I'm not a perfect person, I'm not a sage or anybody who's an expert, but as a university student, I heard this, I enjoyed it, appreciated it, and was enlightened by it, so I wanted to share it with others. So I hope that you enjoy and are enlightened by it. So let's just get straight into it. In this episode, we are going to talk about the assurance and security of salvation. I've invited my Christian friend Billy on to discuss this topic, so I hope that you enjoy it. And what we'll do is we're going to go through a couple of points. We're also going to mention a couple of Bible verses. So I hope that you can get something from this and be assured and happy and secure that you have your salvation completely watertight. No possibility of losing your salvation. This is quite wonderful and this is really helpful for us to be able to experience properly those four keys which were mentioned in the previous podcasts. So sit back and relax and enjoy. Okay, thanks for joining me, Billy. I really appreciate that you have your time, given your time to share this matter of the uh, assurance, security and joy of salvation. But just before we get into it, you reckon you could give us a little bit of background about your how you got saved, how you got to know the Lord? Yeah. So anyway, pleasure to be with you. Um, but yeah, so uh, I was saved when I was about fourteen years old. Um, mm-hmm. So I kind of grew up in a in a Christian background. So my my parents were saved, and I grew up around a lot of Christians. But um, mm. you could say probably when I yeah when I was fourteen, I had my first real experience of the Lord. And um, one night I was by myself. Uh, you know, I prayed and I received the Lord um, then, yeah, when I was 14 years old. I, I can't remember the exact day, but I know I was 14 and I know that I had a very real experience where I opened to the Lord uh, for the mm. first time and received Him, yeah. Yeah, cool. And you had you kind of knew how to do that or how, how did you know how to get saved well as i said before i kind of had grown up around a lot of christians and these things had been spoken to me before these things Mm. had been spoken in a general context i'd kind of been there and heard about you know how to pray and how to receive the lord and and what it means Mm. to be saved you know uh, quite a number of times but um prior to that uh maybe i had the feeling that i didn't necessarily need god I was happy with where I was, um, but but a few experiences, you know, caused me to see that actually I wanted to be a believer and, and I wanted to receive the Lord. Yeah. Yeah, so I, have a, I had a Catholic background, raised up as a Catholic, but when I was 
around about similar age, actually 14, I went down to the town library and actually saw a documentary on the life of Jesus, a VHS cassette. So I borrowed that, took it home and watched it. And it's a documentary. And at the end, there is a sinner's prayer. And I prayed that prayer. I also wrote that prayer down. I paused the video, wrote the prayer down, and then uh, stuck it on my wall in my room. Um, and just that was the kind of, I guess, a, a, a waypoint or a mark in my life. I think that that would have been the time when I got saved. Yeah. So, you know, and it seems like your experience as well is quite simple. And that's kind of what we yeah. want to cover. Yeah. Yeah. So I suppose that that's kind of leads pretty well into the first point, you know, that actually salvation is somewhat simple in, in, in some regards. So the mm. first point we wanted to cover here, we wanted to talk about really is this assurance of salvation. So mm. um, this kind of three points, assurance, security, and joy of salvation. Assurance is, you know, how do we know that we're really saved? You know, we, we might've mm. prayed like you did and like I did when we were 14 years old. Are we sure that it's real? Am I really saved? Did, did mm. I do enough might be our question that, that yeah. somewhat comes up in us. Yeah, so that, that's kind of the first point, assurance of salvation. And then, yeah. then there's also this matter of security. So we'll get right. to that afterwards. But yeah. Um, what, what would be the difference? How would you describe the difference between the two, assurance and security? Like, So assurance, kind of like I mentioned before, you know, are we sure that we are actually saved? You know, we, we've prayed, we've confessed our sins, you know, we've mm. uh, had these experiences. Are we, are we sure that that means we're saved? Right. right. So then security has a little bit to do with, well, I know I'm saved today. I know I'm saved yeah. now, but am I saved tomorrow? And, yeah. and there's this question that many Christians ask, I'm saved mm. now, but is it possible for me to lose my salvation? Yeah. Right. And that, the short answer to that is no, you can't lose your salvation, but we'll develop that more hmm. through our conversation. First John 5.13, hmm. Apostle John, he writes, um, I've written these things that you may know that you have eternal life to you who believe into the name of the Son of God. Hmm. And this is kind of our, you know, our experience of, of just knowing and believing yeah. into the name of the Son of God. And this is how we know that we have eternal life. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's a good verse. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good, right? Particularly that phrase that you may know. You know, he's right. not saying that you may have some hope or that mm. you may, you know, think or, you know, that you may, yeah, you know, he's saying that you may know. So right. that no means 100% assured. We are, mm. we are 100% assured that we have the eternal life. Right, that means right. we we have salvation, right? So no, with one hundred percent surety, right? Right. So yeah, kind of going on from that, there. How do we know, right? So the Bible says we can know, but how do we know? First, the Bible says that to be saved is simple, right? We, in that verse, it says to believe into the name of the Son of God. We have another mm. verse in Romans that says if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God's raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Mm. Right? And so it's that simple, right? You yeah. know, there's no amount of works that we, it's not the matter of believing plus some works or believing yeah. and then some period of time or some, 
you know, outward symbol or, or any kind of thing or, you know, our believing and then going to a certain building, you know, a church building or something for a year's bout of time. There's no kind of extra requirement. If we believe, if we confess with, with our mouth, Jesus as Lord, and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we're saved. Right? Yeah, That's what yeah. the Bible says. So if we've done that, then mm. we can have faith that actually, yes, 100% assured, I am saved. Yeah, and it's a present tense too, isn't it? Like yeah. it's that you may know, not that you will be saved in the future, mm. but it's a present experience and a present yeah. knowing that that is makes it different to kind of my upbringing was that it's about the future that you are going to go to a place after you die. And that is the salvation. But this is not what the Bible is saying. This Bible is saying that right now I'm saved. And it's it's in present tense. There's two verses there, like the first John and then Romans 10. Yeah. 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 That's, that's a really wonderful point that actually we are saved now not something mm. in the future. You probably have a whole nother podcast on that topic, but yeah, you know, true. that you have the eternal life as soon as we, and then there's, well, there's another verse, right? Um, mm. I think we'll touch on this one later. Right. But uh, in, in John one twelve, right. Um, mm. You become a child of God right yeah. then. And then when we receive the yeah. law, we become children of God. It happens straight away. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. It's not that you need to do anything or it's it, it doesn't add any requirement. I remember some story actually of some some person on their deathbed and um, they they I think the person who was speaking to them had a wrong concept about salvation mm-hmm. and thought that they needed to also do something mm. in order to get to become saved. So this um, person's on the deathbed, then there's this kind of I don't know if the person was a minister or something like that, but there was someone who the person who was dying thought that they bore some knowledge about God. But then um, a third person came along and said, what are you doing? Why do you have to tell this person who's dying? Why do you have to tell them like they have to do this and have to do that? It is that you believe and then you are saved. And that yeah. the person who was on deathbed was so released because yeah. the person on the deathbed was like, I can't do anything. I'm I'm just here dying. And and I know that there is a simple way that God can provide for me to be able to get saved. So this is showing that it is not works that causes us to be saved, but it is through believing, simply believing and receiving. Uh, Okay. So let's get, let's, let's move on to the, um, There, there is a subjective inward sense that you can, that we um, sense of salvation. There's another way besides the Bible. There's also another way that you can, yeah. that we can know that we are saved. Do you want to, do you want to go through that one with us? Yeah. So firstly, probably take, take a step back, right? When we, yeah. when we get saved and we receive the Lord, and I think you, you covered this in, well, this was covered in those those um, four keys, right, for the meaning right. of human life. Actually, we receive another life into us. Mm. We receive God into our being, right? So now as believers, we, we have God, we have the spirit, we have Christ that's living within us, right? Mm. So with that in mind, I'll mention this 
verse from the book of Romans. Um, mm. It says, the spirit himself witnesses with our spirit that we are children of God. Mm. So um, we have something within us that is witnessing. What, what, what does witnessing mean? That means it's telling us. It's, mm. it's somewhat speaking to us that we're actually children of God, right? That means we're saved. So yeah. there's this simple test you can kind of do, a subjective test. Try to declare, you know, try to say really loudly with, you know, not, not doesn't have to be loudly, but try to declare with 100% conviction that you're right to say, I'm not a child of God. Actually, mm. if we receive the Lord, surely there'll be something within us saying, actually, that's not right. Actually, mm. I am a child of God. Mm. You know, actually, I am saved. That's not yeah. right because we have the spirit that's been put within us that's witnessing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, that's that's really something. And just like you mentioned about the four keys, really, if we just have just the four keys, we're, we're actually, we're saved. Yeah. But what happened, the problem with... So another way, you know, we talked about this in a sense, you know, just before of the Lord's in our spirit, you know, there's a life in our spirit that that is that is testifying right but also many believers have another experience after they're saved and actually that's a love for the other believers love for the other christians right so there's this verse in first john and it says we know that we've passed out of death into life because we love the brothers in this context mm. brothers it just means the believers you know both the, mm. the 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 men and the women right all the believers we have a love which you know, for some reason, after we're saved, we just love to be with the other believers. We love mm. to spend time. We love to pray. We love to be with them, to eat with them. We love to, you know, even go to conferences and do all sorts of things with the believers mm. because mm. actually the life that we've received is a life that loves to be with the believers. So anyway, wow. that's another experience that many Christians have had. I definitely had that experience um, that, that testifies that actually we can be assured of our salvation. Yeah. Do you, do you want to, so, like, yeah, is just, any other verses to help people with that, with their, their, their security? Yeah. Yeah. So first I just wanted to mention, yeah, I mean, you know, there, there are lots of believers that have had that experience. And I even know myself, you know, as a, as a young believer, when I was about 15, um, something happened to me. Um, I had some, some failings, uh, you know, some, some sin. Uh, that mm. at the time, you know, I, I considered was was too much, you know, mm. was was something that meant my Christian life was over, and that mm. my salvation was totally lost, and there was no way for me to get back. Now, mm. um, you know that that's what I, you know, I, I was worried about losing my salvation. I was worried mm. that I'd lost my salvation, but actually, mm. we see in the Bible um, that that is not how God's salvation works. Um, there's this wonderful verse in Ecclesiastes, and it says, I know that whatever God does, it will be forever. Wow. You know, so actually God doesn't, you know, to use, to use a, uh, an expression, God doesn't do things by halves. He doesn't mm. do half a job. Mm. Right? He, he saves us and his salvation is, is forever and secure. Right? Wow. So, yeah. That's awesome. He doesn't. He doesn't do it. Salvation. Whatever he does, it will be forever. Yeah. So he saves us. So what he's done, that will, according to Ecclesiastes, be forever. Wow. Yeah. So then you can't go back on it. 
and he can't he can't he won't change it because he doesn't that's his character that's who he is he will he will not change it see that from ecclesiastes that's a really good verse do that one yeah Yeah. 314 yeah so maybe there's a there's a few different other places in the bible we can kind of see this um and there's Mm. a few different angles we can look at here just to really show us that um god's salvation is secure you know, mm. we're not going to lose it all of a sudden, right? And the mm. first one here is salvation was actually initiated by God. So in John, mm. there's this verse, you did not choose me, but I chose you, right? Mm. And and even uh, I've heard many testimonies where people say they were not searching for God at all, but somehow mm. God found them or somebody found them. Someone came and preached the gospel to them out of nowhere and suddenly they got saved. Right. Mm. Actually, that that is an experience somewhat of God searching, God finding. Right. And even in John chapter four, there's this story and there's this woman who goes to this well and she's there and she wants to just get some water out of the well. You know, she's just going there to get water, like, you know, quite simple, normal human necessity. Right. Nothing special. Mm -hmm. But um, it says that Jesus, he was going um from he was heading to Galilee. I think he'd been in Judea and he was heading to Galilee, two, two different places in the Bible. And he particularly mm. went into Sychar, this particular city where this woman mm. was in John 4. And he met her at the well and he preached the gospel to her and she got saved. It, mm. That's summarizing the story, but essentially that's what happened. You know, mm. actually, the Lord, somewhat Jesus Christ, detoured, he right. detoured to meet her and to, um. and to save her. So actually mm-hmm. her salvation wasn't so much initiated by her. It was initiated right. by Christ. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So then that doesn't, that means it doesn't dep- depend on what we do because if yeah. it was our initiation, then we could, if we changed our mind or if we did something else later, yeah, it, it, it doesn't matter because the Lord's chosen us. Yeah. He selected us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he, yeah, I didn't really think about it from that 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 perspective with the the um that particular story with the Lord making a specific detour to go and meet that that yeah. woman there. Yeah. yeah. That's good, and 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 it's also the, I reckon it's also the Lord, so that we can't boast, we can't yeah. say that we were the ones that were so diligent to seek God and find God. Um, like there was this, there was this another story I heard this, um, because I listened to my um, I listened to some testimonies. This guy who was a, had a religious background, he became a hermit, and he started and he took his family and his children out into this very cold wilderness area somewhere in Canada, I think, mm. and he was just studying all of these different religious texts, trying to seek God. And um, he couldn't find he couldn't find it. But then something happened where he had to. Um, what they had to do is because the wife with two or three children, I think it's two children, mm. and the, the mother would actually do this thing where she would uh, heat up water um, to clean the clothes because mm. the thing is all the water is ice around the area, so uh, the whole place was snowed in. So she had to shovel ice and um, melt it. Um, using boiling boiling water, and somehow the the kid, one of the the baby, the young baby, fell into this hot boiling water, hmm. 
And the father took this child and ran down the hill with this child, cut a long story short, ran down the hill with this child and on his way down with the child strapped to his back because he didn't have a car, the child was wailing and wailing in his ear and he just didn't know what to do. He didn't, he didn't know anything what to do. And then as he was going down the hill, miraculously, as he came out of the forest into a clearing, he just started calling on the name of Jesus and just saying, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And then the more he did it, the more joyful he became. And and then he eventually got down to the bottom of the hill and, you know, the, eventually the child was fine and doesn't have hardly any scars or anything, even though, it was, you know, it peeled the skin off and everything like that. Quite wow. But but he didn't. He wasn't seeking God right at that moment in time. Like in mm. in a sense, he was just taking his child to the hospital as quickly as he could. But he didn't know yeah. what to do. But then inwardly, there was just God met him there. God yeah. found him there. You know, <laughs> on his way down the hill. You know, yeah. so he he cannot boast. He cannot say, "Oh, because I read all of these religious texts in my hermit um, hermit mm. place." Then I, 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 I got to know the Lord. The, the, the Lord met him at that time in his desperation. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really wonderful that actually yeah. salvation was initiated by God. Salvation, you could almost say, was God's idea. It was God's yeah. idea to save us. It wasn't man's idea. Yeah. And so therefore yeah. it's fully on God. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And because yeah. it's on God, he is righteous. God is yeah. righteous. Yeah. He's bound by his righteousness. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a wonderful point, actually. God is somewhat, sounds a bit funny, but God is bound by his righteousness. Well, maybe maybe there's a bit of an analogy we can give to kind of help with that point. Say uh, you got a speeding fine, right? Say you got a speeding fine. Hmm. And you had to go before a, a judge. You had to go before a judge and uh, the judge demanded that you had to pay the speeding fine, right? That That's righteous. Mm. That's the, the right, righteous meaning right, coming from the origin right. That's the right thing that needs to happen. You need to pay the speeding fine because you, you broke the law, right? Mm. Um, but that's righteous. But say the judge, because he's unrighteous and he's trying to make a lot of money for, you know, the, the the government or whatever demands that you pay the fine twice. You only mm. spent once, but he says that you need to pay the fine twice. Mm. Or you sped once, you paid the fine, and then he sent you the fine again, same fine. So he mm. wanted you to pay it twice. Actually, that's unrighteous. Mm. That means that's mm. an evil judge. He, right. he isn't right in any way to do that. What mm. you deserve is to pay for the fine once. Right? right. So that's an unrighteous judge. So God is not an unrighteous judge. God is righteous. Mm -hmm. that, that's one of the attributes of God. He is righteous. Mm. He cannot be unrighteous. He's God. He's righteous. Right? Mm -hmm. And so actually Christ, we, you talked about this in, in one of the earlier keys, right? In that mm. actually he paid the debt of sin, right? He paid the debt that we deserve by his death on the cross. And that debt paid for all sin, mm. for, for everything. So, mm. you know, if if... God was to then say to us after we had been saved and after, you know, we'd experienced, after Christ had died, that we need to, uh, we, we lose our salvation, right, because of our sin or because of something that we've done, that's unrighteous mm. on God's part. 
mm. because that's already been paid for. He mm. can't demand us to pay for it again for, for us to become unsaved. It's not really a word, but, you know, to, to lose our salvation because of mm. sin or because of condemnation because it's mm. already been paid for. So yeah. you can say that the, the righteousness, which formerly called for our condemnation, now calls for our justification. Mm. Wow. That's wonderful because he's it's kind of like in the illustration you gave with the, the, the fine, you get a you get a bill, someone and someone just say just say I get the bill hmm. and I can't afford to pay the, the fine, sorry, not a bill. I'm trying to water it down, say, Oh, it's not a fine, it's a bill. <laughs> it's a bit it's a fine. Um and, and actually I can't afford it. And if someone comes who's wealthier than me and pays it for me, you know, yeah. once it's paid, it's cleared. So the Lord Jesus, through his death on the cross, he's paid for the debt. Yes. You know, so then that we couldn't couldn't pay. Mm. And that's the debt of sin. That's the um the weight of sin. The wages of sin is death. Um, and he's paid that. So yeah, he can't he can't go back on that, otherwise he'll be unrighteous. And there's a yeah. verse in Psalms, right? Righteousness and found uh, righteousness and justice is the foundation of of his throne. Yes. Yeah. So without without that, he if he's not righteous, just like a judge who's not righteous, if the judge is not righteous, they're gonna lose all of their authority. Yeah. <laughs> Sack him. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a righteous God. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And then we're going to talk about we touched on it earlier about the next next point, which is wonderful. Yeah, we touched on this point earlier. We've actually become God's children. So we mentioned this verse earlier, right? As many as received him, to them he gave the authority to become children of God, to Mm. those who believe into his name. So actually we're children of God and somewhat the relationship between a parent and a child is quite special, right? Definitely. This relationship between a, 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 this this is talking about becoming God's children. And what I really love about this verse in 1 John 1, 12 and 13, it says, as many as received him to them, he gave the authority to become Mm. children of God. So Kind of this next point, and we kind of mentioned this briefly earlier when we we're talking about receiving another life, and it's actually that we've become God's children. So there's that hmm. verse, um, we, we mentioned it before, but John 1 12, but as many as received him, to them he gave the authority to become children of God. So there's an authority that we're now children of God, right? Hmm. And the, the relationship between a you know, parents and a child is quite special in that actually something of the parent's life is within the child in a way, right? Mm. Something Mm. of the parents, their DNA, who they are, you know, maybe their nose, their eyes, their look, their appearance, something of the parents is within the child. And, Mm. And no matter what you do, you know, the parents can say, I don't like you anymore. The children can say, I don't love you anymore. I don't want to see you ever again doesn't matter actually there's still a parent and a child Mm. right and so actually we've become children of god and we're fully children of god we've got the authority to be children of god and so that means actually we can't be unborn we can't have this life of of our parent of god the father right taken away Mm. from us 
Wow. Yeah, that's that's it. And I, I really love that matter of authority. To then mm. to they gave the authority to become children of God. As many as those who've received him, he's given the authority. And it's a very powerful word because I think people, uh, you know, religious people and things like that, would consider they have to do a lot of works in order to be approved by God. Yeah. But in order to, to actually receive the life of God and become a child of God is through the process of receiving. Yeah. And that receiving gives authority. That's why I really love that, that, that verse. It's such a, such a good verse. We should be comforted that if we ever feel like a doubt, we actually, we've been given the authority to become a child of God. It's got, it's got nothing to do with, uh, you know, anything. Except yeah. for the receiving, yeah, such wonderful. a wonderful point. Yeah, so actually, there's there's quite a number. Look at this, but they're kind of the main ones that um that that are there, and hope that you really, you know, can see that actually our salvation is assured and our salvation is secure. So this is the this is a final point for the matter of security. Yeah, and that's why I really wanted to ask you to come and join me and we could talk, talk about this because I feel this is what can, can catch a lot of Christians because they can feel that they've lost their salvation because maybe their conduct is not so good yeah. or, um, and that, that can really delay what will probably, well, that really delays the fourth key, which is yes. um, the earlier podcast. If we doubt our salvation, we're always going to be stuck in key one and key two. No, key two and key three and keep yeah. going back and forth between the two and not be able to accomplish and get into the reality and experience yeah. of key four, which is to receive God's dispensing. Yeah. You know, and that's probably um, what is the, the, uh, hindering a lot of Christians from growing because they think that they can lose their salvation. Yeah. So I hope we covered yeah. it. Yeah. 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 That's really such a wonderful point, you know, in that actually – God, the fourth key, God wants to dispense. He wants to dispense himself into us. You know, mm. that's why he saved us, because he wants to dispense himself more and more into us. So if we are unsure of our salvation and we're unsure, you know, whether our salvation is really secure, we can get stuck in this kind of point where we're just worried about salvation and we're not actually mm. in the right uh, ground or the right uh opportunity for us to be receiving God's dispensing. Mm, yeah. mm. Wow. That's that's fantastic. And if you if you don't know what we're talking about, the 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 podcast earlier is four keys. The first four, the first four podcasts are corresponding to the four keys to unlock the purpose the meaning and purpose of human existence. Yeah. So this this what we're sharing on now is kind of uh, delving in more to the to what happens in key three and not to doubt key three so that you can move on to key four in your experience. Yeah. So this is awesome. So, yeah, thanks a lot, Billy, for um, doing this with me because I think it, it adds a lot more um, depth to it because yeah. we both have some experiences we want to share with everyone. So, yeah, yeah. it's awesome. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We hope that you learned something, were enlightened. 
and if you want to contact me you can send me an email h-u-g-h-w-o-l-h-a-p at gmail.com also there's a summary of the four keys in a link in the show notes so you can refer to that if you want a written form that you can share with family friends or read it for yourself so again thanks for listening and see you in the next episode